Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Everybody's jolly. What's up, Matt? Dude, it is so close to Christmas now. Like I can taste we are, it. we're like two weeks away, and it's super exciting. And around this time of year, I mean, I'm not sure about you, but I'm a Christmas music all year round kind of guy. Yep. But I also love. It, it kind of bums me out because we got the pandemic happening, and I used to love going. And there was Longwood Gardens, which would do these giant light displays, and they would have carolers walking around the property the whole time singing Christmas carols. And it's my favorite thing every year. And I I won't get to do it this year. And we were trying to come up with some cool guests early on in the show. And I have a friend who does a ton of great podcasts. But the biggest one, I think, by far is his uh, show, Fright School. He's a new to horror fan. And his friend Joshua teaches him about horror movies. And he's a huge Christmas nerd as well. And I asked him if he would want to be a part of this. And he said, I want to talk about the difference between Christmas songs and Christmas carols, which is something I've never thought about before. Have you ever thought about the difference between the two? 
So it's not something I've ever thought about. Um, once you put the topic into the air, I've, I've thought about some of the differences and I actually did some like extensive research on that, like <laughs> what people consider a Christmas carol and a Christmas song and now how it's like super skewed. And we'll get into that. Um, my experience with caroling is actually on the other side of that. Oh, have you been a caroler? Yeah. Prior to the pandemic, we did. Um, we usually do it with the school. A lot of teachers in the county kind of get together and and ride by like the different houses and hopefully like the kids will come out and see like their te- all their teachers in a different element of course we're not gonna be able to do it this year but it's something i always looked forward to so but I'm, I'm really excited christmas music all year round for sure but especially two weeks out let's do it let's get it all right let's bring in joe joe thanks for joining us hi joe. it's so good to be here not talking about horror for once yeah <laughs> Joe, oh, 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 it's definitely going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. it's totally fine. It's a part of me now. Horror is a part of me. So. so, Joe, the big question I have to ask before we dive into this topic, though, is I just realized as we were doing this introduction that for me and for Dylan, we live in an area where we get just buckets of snow mm-hmm. uh, on a good winter. And like, you know, caroling to me is all about being wrapped up in like a big jacket with a scarf and you've got your little knit cap on. And, you know, if there's snow on the ground, even better. Like it just all just makes it work. But you're in possibly the most consistently warm area in the entire United States in San Diego. So is there even caroling there? I feel like that would look and feel so different. Well, it's a couple things, right? So, I mean, it's Right now, as we're recording, it's like raining outside and it is what we would call a chilly day. Um, It's only maybe 64. (laughs) So there's a lot of that, like people are more likely to bundle up more. But it's again, like people who have like yourselves who have had actual winter, you know, look at us like we're, you know, a bunch of amateurs here. Uh, so people do bundle up, but it's more just because that's what they feel like they're supposed to do during the holiday season. And also, you know, it's California. It's Southern California, which is a very motor town. Like there really is no, unless you're going to go to like, you know, one of the suburbs or you really don't have that kind of like, let's go walk around and sing type vibe because it's not, there aren't that many neighborhoods, at least in the area that I live where you can do that. The one time that I've been caroling here in San Diego is we went caroling down down like one of the streets that had like a bunch of bars and restaurants and we just did it in front of different bars and restaurants and it was like a pub crawl that i think would be more fun i think that i would have more fun with that than like knocking on people's doors because that's always a risk (laughs) going up a stranger's door and just knocking and hoping for the best but like i could see like obviously not this year but like you know, Christmas 2021, maybe Carol to the people standing outside of like Rita's Water Ice or like Dairy Queen or, you know, like Carol in like public spaces or Carol outside of the giant as people are coming in and out. Like, I think that that could be a fun experiment. Joe, I, I picture you guys um, caroling in cargo shorts and Hawaiian button downs. Out there, and I hope please don't ruin my illusion. That definitely happens. I so like I'm I'm from Guam. I'm from an island, so it's like the it's always cold. It's always too cold for me during the winter, and I look like I'm experiencing like actual winter. But you know, there's I have there's people who cargos button downs. I mean, the really famous hotel that's near us is the Hotel Del Coronado, and they have an ice rink right by the beach, and you can see like kids like literally go from the beach 
to ice skating in their bathing suits, which is really fun to see and is very jarring for the mind. But you're not far off, Dylan. You're not far off. (laughs) So you're the one that came up with this topic. I I messaged you and I don't even think you had a ton of options. You were like, I would love to talk about the difference between Christmas carols and Christmas songs because I've argued and talked about this with friends many a times, which I definitely want to get into the different ways that that's happened. And when you said that, it like clicked in my head because I I obviously there is a very clear distinction, but I never was forced to think about it until you brought it into my mind. And I Dylan did research. I didn't do any research. So I'm going to ask one question and then I'm going to kind of let you and Dylan answer my question and kind of you can kind of take the stand and, and plead your case. But to me, I guess my brain when I was thinking about it was like. Christmas carols, I feel like, would also be songs you would find in a church hymnal under the Christmas section, perchance. Yes. So it comes <laughs> with a story. So I I apologize in advance, but I'll try to keep it under five minutes. So this this the story is that like when I was a kid and I was in elementary, there was this like choral, this like children's choir that I was a part of. And the choir director was this like retired Episcopalian minister. The Christmas concert was always my favorite thing to do, but he had a very clear distinction about like, what is a Christmas song versus what's a Christmas carol. And it was one of those like, if you get anything from this experience, this is the one thing that you're going to know and then be ingrained (laughs) in your mind forever and ever. And so he said like, you know, with a Christmas carol, it's, it's definitely from the like Christian tradition of like celebrating or you know, talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. Like that is what a Christmas carol. So exactly right, Matt, you would find it in a hymnal. You, it would be, it's songs basically to talk about that and for like, you know, praise and yeah, worship. Cause I was thinking of like the songs that jumped to me was like away in a manger, mm-hmm. silent night, like the songs that you would imagine as carol songs. Now I have a few that would contradict that, but I'll let you continue. I really can't wait to hear that. And so that's been with me like my entire entire life and listening to kind of people and like growing up where I grew up, it's like predominantly Catholic. It's a small island. So, you know, people, people are used to kind of like, you know, celebrating Christmas. A lot of people say Merry Christmas because, you know, it's a pretty safe bet. But then moving to California and the mainland, I'm a little more conscious of the fact that like not everybody (laughs) celebrates the Christian winter holiday as opposed to the other winter holidays that are out there. But what's interesting is that, you know, people say, oh, we're going to sing Christmas carols. And it's like Frosty the Snowman and rocking around the Christmas tree. And I'm just thinking like, okay, well, this is not technically about the birth of Jesus, because I don't think Frosty was there in Bethlehem. And I don't think... You've been that, going that, to the wrong mangers. Exactly. I want to I see that movie. <laughs> I would like to see that, you know. Uh, because the first thing Frosty says is happy birthday, right? So, like, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I, I've always kind of been at odds with that in my head. It's like I when I check mark all of the Christmas music after Thanksgiving... Or some, these days, it's at the beginning of November. And I put them into playlists. I separate my playlists into like, this is my, there's like secular Christmas songs. And then there's Christmas carols. And that's how I have it separated. Because, you know, some days you want to listen to like, you know, the Amy Grant, What Child Is This? And then some days you want to listen to uh, Santa Was a Gay Man from Big Frida. Like, it's really... <laughs> 
is really <laughs> depends on your mood. It does, and that's always been um, my thought. A Christmas carols, religious Christmas songs do not have to be religious. But I think like what we're getting into is the whole thing about caroling, and that the definition of caroling is now skewed. Like going caroling does not necessarily mean we're going out and singing Christmas carols. For the most part, we're probably going out and singing Christmas songs, as you had brought up. Songs that, honestly, may not even be considered Christmas songs. Frosty the Snowman, Winter Wonderland, Let It Snow, Jingle Bells. None of these songs mention Christmas at all. Yeah, see, and like the songs that I was thinking of where I'm like, okay, well, these to me, I would never classify as a song. But I also don't think they fall into to that religious category is stuff like up on the housetop or must be Santa and like songs that I definitely remember singing in elementary school recitals, because I guess for me, it's like, this is a weird analogy I'm about to make a Christmas carol can be turned into a Christmas song. You know what I mean? Like a band can plug in their electric guitars and do a rockin song version of away in a manger. But I don't think that Christmas songs can translate into carols as easily. Like, I don't think that, like, you mentioned rocking around the Christmas tree. I just can't imagine any scenario where there's just, like, a group of 10 people standing on my front step singing an acapella version of rocking around the Christmas tree. Like, it just doesn't feel like it would work. To I me. think you just created a third category, Christmas <laughs> jingles. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, ah. like, Because I, mean, I would agree, like, up on the housetop, I... A, a obnoxious Christmas jingle, yeah, is what we can we can put that in that category. So, yeah, and that's like a song that I don't even think they play on the radio. Like, I, like when I'm listening to Christmas radio, I don't very often hear like up on the house, up, dude, dude, dude. Like, I don't know how many people who like did a recorded version of it to like play on the radio. The only one I've ever heard on the radio of up on the housetop was a um a mashup that Glee did like mm-hmm. back when that show was big. Of course, it's glee. <laughs> of course it's Glee. Well, I mean, I think up in the housetop is like when you're talking about Christmas jingles, you're talking about like what can, how can you celebrate or quote unquote celebrate Christmas, but like specifically for like Christmas pageants or winter pageants at schools. Yeah. So it's like, you know, up on the housetop is great for that. Rocking around the Christmas tree, thank you, Mean Girls. Like that's definitely, <laughs> definitely, um, definitely one. Uh, Matt, I think you bring up a good point. It's just like you can have. I, I don't know how many times I've like walked into a hotel lobby and there's like some really jazzy version of "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen," but like you know, it's it's technically yes, it's a Christmas carol, but like you can you can definitely like secularize it. And I think what the di- like having there be a difference between like carols and songs is one of the reasons why I feel like it's not to completely go off on another tangent, but like when you talk about like a lot of Christmas movies, like there are little to no, I, I would venture to say very little Christmas films that actually talk about Christmas as being like, this is the birth of Christ. And they've kind of jumped it into this, like the magical time of year type of Christmas where it's like, there are feelings and wonder and it's cold and all this stuff. And it's just so funny because like, you know, when I where I grew up, it's not cold during Christmas, and it's very much about the birth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's just it's so funny because it's like it's this like further secularizing of Christmas, which in my opinion is like it's a good like I think that's a good thing. I think that the more you kind of create, you leave the religious aspect to the religious people, and you give people an avenue to celebrate like a secular type of Christmas. I think that with uh, and not to get like super religious or political, but like I do appreciate it when like there are people who grew up his like who grew up jewish that do celebrate 
celebrate Christmas because I know there's plenty of I know plenty of Christians that celebrate Hanukkah. We had Santa Claus on as our second guest. It, I mean, it was a mall Santa, but it's a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, and I and I agree with this. He goes, Santa is secular at this point. You don't have to be a religious person at all to feel something of joy in your heart when you see Santa on a, on a fire engine coming down your street. And I think that there's that vibe. And and I agree with you that there's not that many people who are talking about like, you know, like I work for a church. So obviously I hear the like, yeah, you know, we're celebrating Jesus's birth. That's really the only spot that I hear about that. And you're right. There's not a ton of movies that are based around that, that aren't like, veggie tales or like you know these like very specific for a demographic or like the one the only one i can think of is like the peanuts Mm -hmm, like the mm -hmm. peanuts and like peewee's christmas special are like the two things i remember actually drawing attention to that i mean even as a semi-religious person i still prefer thinking of my christmas not as like oh it's the birth of jesus but it's like it's this magical time where people just seem nicer because it's yeah. like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's it's weird if you're like stoked about your friend's birthday. Like like you're just like, <laughs> oh man, oh shit, it's almost time for Gary's birthday. Uh, every year I make sure to make a memory <laughs> about it. But like, I'm getting <laughs> presents for Gary's birthday. Yeah, All like right. oh man, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> but like, you look forward to like those holidays. Like people who look forward to Valentine Valentine's Day, they like look forward to spending a nice loving evening with someone they care about. You know what I mean? Like Thanksgiving, you're not thinking about the genocide that happened in America, but you're thinking about like, I, this is the time that I can see a lot of my family and like have a really good time with people that I maybe not get to see as often. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking about the stuffing. So I don't know what you're talking about. It is about, you know, like, I think that nowadays we've kind of recontextualized what those holidays mean to us. And it doesn't make the original celebration wrong at all. But it definitely, I I think, as a society, we've definitely kind of changed focus a bit. I mean, there's definitely (laughs) been a change in how, like, I celebrate. I grew up Catholic as well. I went to Catholic school for nine years. So, I mean... The Christmas season was gigantic for us, but it was very religiously based always, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like nonstop, especially when I was at the school. But now I view the holidays completely different, just the way you were saying, Matt. And I know this is not the last time that eight crazy nights will be brought up on this podcast, but I feel like Whitey said it best in the beginning. He's in the courtroom and he says, a happy Hanukkah to you. And the guy looks at him and says, I'm not Jewish. And he goes, well, neither am I, but that doesn't stop me from celebrating the holidays. So like, that's how I view it. That's how I view the holidays. No matter what you believe, I just think it's a great time for people to come together, spend time with the people that they love and just feel like the goodness in their heart, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Hanukkah is great because it's like, it's a miracle. Like if your phone was down like to one bar and it lasted for eight more hours, like wouldn't you be so stoked? Like totally about a miracle. I love Hanukkah. Like I'm looking forward to like, eventually we'll have to have one of my friends of the Jewish persuasion come on and talk about Hanukkah because I, so when I first got movie pass, this is like a weird side story, but I promise it makes sense. When I first got movie pass, uh, before they started adding restrictions to Movie Pass and then eventually killing Movie Pass, you could use it for anything, and that included like Fathom events, like special engagement screenings. Nice. So they were doing 
a live one night only performance of some some show I had never heard of called Meshuggah and Nutcracker. And it was a two hour musical about the history of Hanukkah set to the music of the Nutcracker. Light up your holidays with the Meshuggah Nutcracker, the hit Hanukkah musical. Come everybody celebrate. In select cinemas nationwide for an exclusive one night event on Tuesday, December 19th. When Tchaikovsky's melodies meet Hanukkah, the result is a Meshuggah musical with a warm Jewish twist on the holiday season. Tickets available at fathomevents.com. That's awesome. So that was the first time I ever like, cause it was like three hours long. So I'm sitting there watching this and they're going through like what that holiday is. And I remember walking away being like, yeah, I love Christmas. I'm always going to love Christmas, but man, like the actual concept of what Hanukkah is like the idea of just like getting together with your family and like celebrating that you have survived this far and that you're a resilient group of people and that like no matter what oppression comes up to you, you can push forward and continue to like grow and live a healthy life. Like that's like, yeah, like fuck yeah. yeah like we all could use that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, sure, like, for sure. And I would love to get into the the history of Hanukkah because I know very little. Like my knowledge of the history of Hanukkah begins and ends with the Rugrats special. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I was like, Judah Maccababy is who I still think of. And so when you're we're thinking about like music of the season, right? And to kind of bring yeah. it back to that. In the great before, I hosted trivia at a bar. Not doing that right now, but um, around like right around like November 1st, that's when I would start to play the Christmas music, the holiday music. And so... I did my best to, in the five years that I've been hosting trivia, I'm just like, okay, well, I need to expand my musical catalog outside of just Christmas music, both secular and religious. Like, I need to get Hanukkah music. I need to find, uh, what can I find from from things? And so there's a, I don't, I've still, I'm looking for a recording on either Spotify or Apple Music for it, but it's um, the acapella group for yeshiva university about maybe eight years ago did a hanukkah song talking this it's a story of hanukkah but it's set to tayo cruz's dynamite <laughs> it's called candlelight <laughs> they're the, they're called themselves the maccabees which is you know again on the court on par for any college uh, acapella group i'll tell a tale 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 yeah maccabees in israel l l l yeah when the greeks tried to assail sell 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 yeah. but it was all to no avail veil 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 yeah yeah the war went on and on and on until the mighty greeks were gone yeah i put my lockers in the air sometimes saying hey oh spin the dreidel just want to celebrate for all eight nights singing hey oh light the candle we say i'll have Then we play Jado by the candlelight. 
it's really fun and and hilarious. But yeah, so like I've been trying to figure out ways to get more of that in. So I have like Adina Menzel did a very terrible uh, <laughs> Hanukkah song last year that was like in Spanish, but it's like eight crazy nights, but in Spanish, which I thought was a nice tribute to Sephardic Jews. But you know, when when is Hanukkah this year? I think by Melee. I mean, we definitely we definitely need more because like we got what. Uh, the Dreidel song. You got Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. What's another one? A werewolf bar mitzvah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's Christians listening to this being like, I thought we were going to talk about Christmas songs. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite one is that came out just a few years ago, right before she passed, was um, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. That Christmas album is one of my favorites. And the first song in the Christmas album is Eight Days of Hanukkah. And it's so good because she goes, you know, each day is something different. And she's like, you know, eight days of Hanukkah. And it's just so beautiful because if you look at her band, like they look like there's like a handful of Jewish guys in it. So she's like recognizing it and having this really soulful, you know, latkes burning, burning. It's just so good. (laughs) So I do want to ask a question essentially for all of us. And This question got really hard when it came into my mind, and it's only getting more difficult as I'm trying to figure it out in the moment. But do you have a favorite Christmas carol, and do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh, shit. Why? Why did you do that, Chuck? That would have been cool if you, like, texted me, like, two hours ago. So, like, because, like, here's the thing, too, because, like, for me, like, my favorite Christmas song, I barely count as, like, a Christmas song. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, like, I love, 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 love um, the the Pogues uh, fairy tale of New York. Oh, yeah. So good. But. And like every version of that song I've heard is beautiful, but like, I don't really like, like, I'm not playing that anywhere. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to play that at Christmas time. That's like for me, like, I'm going to sit and listen to that song and I'm going to like cry. Uh, There's a beautiful like six minute rendition of it, of an Irish kid just playing it outside on the acoustic guitar by a fountain. And like, I watch that video every Christmas and it just like fills me with joy. Just this like. 16 17 year old kid just doing a beautiful version of it put down that smartphone and listen to me i'm matthew milligan professional musician and lifelong weird al fan each week i'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend matt kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon weird al yankovic on our show weird algorithm along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy we tackle every song every television appearance and every bit of sketch comedy al has produced in chronological order covering the good old days of my bologna and eat it the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy and everything in between as we go we're ranking the songs albums and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in minnesota so the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on weird algorithm available wherever you get your podcasts and now you know was that enough references Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, 
think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. <laughs> all right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. It's Christmas Eve, babe. In the drunk tank An old man said to me But even like picking a carol like I was torn like you mentioned what child is this and that song I really like that song always like hits me just right mm-hmm. but I think if I'm being true to myself I have yet to meet a version of the first Noel that I didn't love Oh really that is not yeah. That is that actually really fascinates me because that's not that's definitely you're the first person I've ever heard say that about the about that song specifically. I don't know what I think it's here's the thing for me, and I've learned this more and more over the years with myself is I'm a melody man. Like I am all about a melody, and I just think the melody for First Noel is so pretty. And it's the same reason why I like What Child Is This? Because Green Sleeves. I think Green Sleeves in general is just a very pretty song. So like you could sit you could just sing like a, a recipe for how to make a really good chicken noodle soup to the melody of green sleeves and I'd be like beautiful like I'd cry but like first Noel there's just something about the melody in that song that just crushes me but now that I've chatted a little bit and get bought you guys some time do you do either of you so, have any carols so thought of um yeah let's start with carols um because songs is going to take me a little bit but carols literally the first thing that came to mind and we talked about bands taking Christmas carols and making them more secular I don't think this band did this because they're actually a religious group um reliant k's album let it snow baby let it rain deer which fun fact because i'm like a mega reliant k fan yeah there was actually that's a re-release title so they released that album they like recorded three or four other songs but not one of like a band that is just known for their like punny names so let it snow uh what is it let it snow baby let it rain deer yeah um funny but the previous name was Deck the Halls and Bruise Your Hand, which I just think is so much funnier. I got into this album after it was re-released, so I did not know that. So thank you. My pick is their rendition of Silent Night and Away in the Manger. Yeah. Um, they do it not... It, I don't really want to consider it a mashup, but they do it one after the other. It's the same track. And as soon as they get done Silent Night, they go right into Away in the Manger and like that song brings me to tears whenever I hear it. That just them going from one to the other. Oh my god! And then it bleeds into their original "I Celebrate the Day." Like yep. it's like such a perfect like three song transition. Yeah. I always think of when when talking about like Silent Night melodies. I always think of the Hanson Silent Night melody. Yes. Like oh my god! Well, that's gonna have to be a topic. Uh, Hanson Snowed In is definitely gonna have to be. A I mean, full we'll podcast. have to talk about both of them because I think finally it's Christmas was also an amazing christmas i think it's i think it's good i think i just grew up with snowed in so i mean it means more to me but i i yeah i will definitely (laughs) have to like listen more to finally it's christmas but (laughs) both those records so good how about you joe this was your topic what Uh, what are you feeling for your favorite carol what's the one that you like so like you know if i will always like 
if I'm at church, if I'm if conditions are correct and I'm at church and I will always really appreciate like a good away in a manger sung by a choir or, you know, a, a silent night, especially if you're going to like a children's service or whatever. And it's a bunch of kids singing Silent Night. But if we're if we're talking like songs that just like really will consistently get me in the feels every single time. Oh, Holy Night. You know, you got to love oh. the big Broadway like, you know, yeah. version that is Oh, Holy Night. And, and specifically um, Celine Dion, Oh, Holy Night, because she does she does both verses, which not a lot of people do. Sometimes they they just like redo the first verse in a bigger way but like she does both the verses and which the second verse like you know truly he taught us to love one another his song is love and his gospel is peace like that's very religious but if we're talking christmas songs i mean of course i have to go with the queen of christmas mariah carey and you know all i want for christmas is you it has such a good memories attached to it for me. It has good feels. It's a good time overall. A close second would probably be as far as like songs I listen to every year. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I so here's the thing. When I was thinking of the Christmas songs, I was like, well, you can't. So for me, I was like eliminating mainstream. Like I was like, just like oh, songs, yeah, as, yeah. Yeah, like songs as you defined it as like, it's not necessarily religious but it's a christmas song Mm -hmm. so in that sense i'm ironically gonna have to say the christmas song like chestnuts roasting on an open fire there's some that song will bring me to tears every rendition i've heard the only other song christmas song that has managed to do that i think we've talked about it on our previous episode with emmett otter is uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes, when, whenever yeah. the lyric through the years will all be together as the fates allow crushes me. Every like that line, just sobbing, open it's weeping. So funny. Uh, first, I want to comment on "Oh Holy Night." I wish I could go back to a time before I heard Eric Cartman singing "Oh Holy Night," <laughs> yeah. so I can go back and, and appreciate that song for the beauty that it actually is. But all my, <laughs> whenever I hear that song, I'm singing his lyrics in my head. But back to "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." On that same South Park album, when they kick into that verse, it's all the kids singing together. And like as raunchy as as South Park was at the time, because this was around like first, second season. So, you know, it was just out there and just trying to shock for shock's value. But like that kicks in and that brings me to absolute tears as well. Like it's it's insane. So this is, uh, you know, we always talk about crying on this show. Joe, mm-hmm. you'll understand, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to cry. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> Christmas brings it. Uh, one of the more embarrassing moments of my life, and it was it was justified, but it was the Christmas after my aunt had died. And she loved Christmas, just loved Christmas. I remember I was driving. I was doing the dog walking still like that was my full time job. And I was driving house to house doing the dog walking. And I was like, not like softly sobbing. I was like Kim Kardashian, ugly crying to the twisted sister version of have yourself. A Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, That's this awesome. is, this is embarrassing. Like, it's not embarrassing that I'm crying. It's not embarrassing that I'm crying to this song, but it's really embarrassing that I'm crying to this version of this song. All right. All right. All right. I've got three Christmas songs. Okay. The first one I absolutely adore. Um, I'll stick with mainstream for my first one. And then the other two, a little off the wall mainstream, but um, this Christmas 
fucking love this Christmas. Oh, that's a that's one that's kind of new for me. Like yeah. like I've always known the song, but I never appreciate it until maybe last I year. I didn't. I used to hate that song, but like I heard it enough to where I'm like, hell yeah, shake a hand, shake a hand. Okay, whose version <laughs> though? Like, are you talking original Donny Hathaway? Are you talking yeah. like like Christina Aguilera, <laughs> where she's like, shake a hand, shake a hand? Like, <laughs> so, so so again. That was the version I originally heard and hated. Fair. Hold on, honorable mention to Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Yes. One hundred percent. Top yeah. ten for sure. Um, but the two other songs I wanted to talk about. Um, first one, and we might get hate for this, but that Bieber Christmas album is Dude, absolute mistletoe fire is a and mistletoe <laughs> is my second pick hell yeah dude that song is amazing and you you talked about uh the christmas song the rendition of him and usher Whew. Whew. <laughs> highly recommend justin bieber's christmas record that's awesome my gateway into appreciating hansen was snowden like christmas yeah. albums are such great gateways mm-hmm. into like a band that Especially as a teenager, you may have been too cool to like give like same thing with, you know, you dropped Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Like when I was too cool to like Hanson or to like NSYNC, that was the exception to the rule. I was like, okay, this song rules. This song's (laughs) awesome. There's a lot of God. There's just so many. I'm so excited that it's this time of the year. Hold on one more. One more. Just because I want to give it props. Just because I want to get it out there because this one's not known by much. I brought up Chris Farron, like folk punk kind of alternative. If anybody's familiar with Jeff Rosenstock, very similar artist. He put out a song called I'm Not Ready for Christmas, and he sings it with um, actress Mae Whitman who like oh. has, has has my absolute heart. Uh, May Whitman, if you're listening, marry me, please. L- listen, there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole second, like a whole different episode that we could do about like kind of depressing pop punk, whatever Christmas originals, yeah. because I could talk at length about the matches. December is for cynics like that yes. song is so good, but one of the songs that popped into my head just now, and it wasn't one that I loved, but one of my best friends, it's their favorite Christmas song is Please Come Home for Christmas. Yes. Mm. Both the bells will be ringing, Please Come Home for Christmas, as well as also Baby, Please Come Home. Mm-hmm. I think that there is maybe it's Home Alone that that makes us want like connect with this so much now. But I feel like I grew up very specifically with a lot of Christmas songs about how important it is to cross as many state lines as possible to be with your family for Christmas time. If, if there's anything Jonathan Taylor Thomas taught me. Yes. So Dylan, you, you made me think of like, okay, so what are some other, like other lesser known songs that I want to pump up? And so I have, I have a couple. So being as a member of the LGBT community, <laughs> And holidays are really fraught for us. Either like you came out at Thanksgiving or Christmas and it was a big deal or, you know, you can't go home to your families or whatever. But I wanted to pump some of my favorite because I purposely put like a lot of LGBT artists in the music that I play for my trivia nights just because I want people to be like, oh, this is fun. What is this? And so I have three from three different artists. One, of course, is RuPaul. This is from RuPaul's like third, second or third Christmas album. And it's called From Your Heart which is a a duet with her and her best friend Michelle Visage and it's basically like talks about like 
you know, here are all the cool things that you could get me for Christmas. But, you know, I just want something that's from your heart, you know, and it just labels designers. It's very, it's, it's like, this sounds really shallow, but the message is really good. And it's just a fun little danceable beat. The second would be Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher from Elton John, which was originally, which was also in, I believe it was because he wrote music for the Billy Elliot musical. So... Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher is great because it's like about like it's like sung from the perspective of coal miners that are on strike in the 80s saying Merry Christmas to Maggie uh, Thatcher because that's one day closer to you being dead, (laughs) which is which is, you know, beautiful in many ways. And then the last one that I'm going to mention is one that is very I don't expect a lot of people to know this, but there's this Broadway actor named Chris Dwan. And he has a singing partner and they have this uh, release this uh, song called Two Hands, One Pocket. And it's basically about like, you know, two guys like, you know, it's so cold outside that you put two hands into one pocket and the like intimacy of that. But it's really fun. Like, oh, you know, you gotta hold hands, two hands, one pocket. Like, it's just, we now have the gay version of Baby, It's Cold Outside. And it's this song. <laughs> and I am looking forward to us eventually doing an episode all about Baby, It's Cold Outside. Because as problematic as that song is uh, in 2020, I still, like, that is still, like, top 10 Christmas songs of all time for me. Like, I I love me a good, like, 1940s recording of that song. I don't think we need any new modern takes on it. I'm fine if we say we're not covering it anymore. But, man, those old classic, like, 30s and 40s record versions of Baby It's Cold Outside just just touch the right part of my soul. And I would actually (laughs) be very upset if we didn't talk about Baby It's Cold Outside, because I absolutely agree. And I do want to thank Joe for bringing it to my attention that RuPaul has multiple Christmas albums. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> now I have added them to my Christmas playlist because I need to hear them. So I sat down and quickly skimmed through my Christmas playlists uh, to be like, okay, what are some like obscure cuts that I make it a point to listen to multiple times in December? Um, a lot of these are like weird B sides from the fifties. Uh, but Zat You Santa Claus is one that I always love hearing. Uh, Louis Armstrong, Connie Landers, I'm going to be warm this winter. Uh, Gigi did uh, Peace for Christmas. Jerry Landis did I Want You in My Stockings. Um, Ronnie Spector's Best Christmas Ever is a really good one. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the band Punchline for all hopped up on Jingle Bells because they are the theme song for our show. <laughs> so uh, really catchy, just song about having a Christmas party. But the the three songs hit different places for me. Trans-Siberian Orchestra has a song called Old City Bar that is probably the best like true meaning of Christmas song I've ever heard. We were talking about the Reliant K album. There's a piano ballad on that album that actually started as a solo song by Matt Thiessen on his project, Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes, called I Hate Christmas Parties. That is this really just heartbreaking song about, you know, being single during Christmas. That just hit. love that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. That song is so, so pretty. But the song that has been my song of the holiday for about three years running, it's on what I think is one of the best Christmas albums ever released, Bare Naked for the Holidays by the Bare Naked Ladies. 
is Elf's Lament featuring Michael Buble, which is just a song written from the perspective of an elf who is just being way too overworked at Christmas time. And it is so poppy, so goofy, so funny. And the chorus is so fucking catchy that I'm promising you that if you check out the song, it will end up on every Christmas playlist you make for the rest of your life. Toiling through the ages, making toys on garnished wages. There's no union, we're only through when we outdo the competition. I make toys, but I've got aspirations. Make some noise, use your imagination. for there's a list for who's been naughty or nice but consider the price to an elf let's talk about last christmas by wham please because i think that song in a world where we are so obsessed with like nostalgic 80s culture it is the perfect 80s christmas song but it gets so much hate and i don't understand it so I, I am down with us talking about Last Christmas, the song, but, and maybe Joe will want to join us for this. I don't know if he's even seen this movie, but I feel like he's the best person for this. We need to talk about the song Last Christmas while also talking about the film Last Christmas that came out last year. I have not seen Last Christmas, even though you think I would, because it has freaking Daenerys Targaryen and the hot guy from <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. Asians. Um, and so, like... I'm totally down. If you want to have me back, I'm totally down to do that because I heard that it was awful and I, I, I heard it was awful and I stayed away from it. One, yes, I'm so down. Two, yes, perfect 80s song. It is like the 80s. If you want to feel the 80s and it's Christmas time, like put that on of all of the other songs that you could put on. Definitely last Christmas. And if you want to have it updated, you got to listen to the Glee version with Leah Michelle and, uh, you know, the late Corey Monteith singing it. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. So I don't hate last Christmas at all. But. I think my problem, but there is a but coming. Um, I think that last Christmas would work just as well if they just kept singing the chorus over and over and over again and didn't have any of the verses for me because like the verses are fine they're catchy but like it's all about just that chorus mm-hmm. like that and maybe the once bitten twice shy part but after that the song just kind of like blends into the background for me until the next chorus comes up so that's my only that's my only complaint about last christmas uh and i'm i'm i mean i'm the one who runs the schedule joe you're gonna be back next month on this show uh yeah uh, talking, talking about last christmas and uh dylan if you also haven't seen last christmas all i ask is that you do no research on it and just watch it blind yes um I uh, think it is better than people give it credit for, but it is insanity. I am instantly <laughs> regretting bringing up last Christmas. Friday. I mean, it's got Michelle Yeoh, isn't it? Like freaking yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Michelle Yeoh's in it. I, I can't promise you anything beyond no matter how you feel about watching the movie last Christmas, the fun we'll have talking about last Christmas will mm-hmm. will make it worth it. This is my pick for for a discussion that we have eventually. There was an, a band in the late 2000s, maybe early 2010s called Hyper Crush. I guess they would fall into the same line as like a Family Force 5 type deal. I was going to say, I've seen them live, I think. I think I, yeah. 
the last girl I ever dated took me to a concert that I'm pretty sure was Hyper Crush, The Millionaires, and Broken Side. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very like of the crunkcore era, but they did like a mixtape, and it's all it's it's none of their stuff, but they did a mixtape called uh, the Hyper Crushmas Mix. And it is like full blown just clips from 80s Christmas movies and 80s Christmas songs. And it's always the first thing I think about when I think about Last Christmas by Wham. Because it was something that I just listened to so many times throughout high school. I am on board for Hyper Crush Mess. Let me ask you guys this. What's a Christmas song that is so unbelievably cheesy, awful but you listen to it every year and you love it. And you know that like you maybe shouldn't tell people that you love it, but like you still do it. Like you still listen to it because it's just so, and it's just so like dripping with sugar and snow and candy canes. But like, because like I I was going to say, what's a Christmas song you hate? But I was like, yeah, there's too much hate in the world. So like, what's a song that like, you know other people don't like or like it's so technically bad but like you still really really enjoy it i think i have one okay so so there's two uh i guess i'll go with i'll answer with a song and then i'll answer with an album that i make sure makes it on my christmas playlist every year i think the song for me would be um the chipmunks christmas song yes um there's something about it i'm like i know this is cheesy i know this is stupid but it just takes me to a very special place in my life every time i hear it um the one that i know is like just embarrassing and for whatever reason i unironically listen to it every year is the jingle cats album of just <laughs> i believe it's <laughs> i believe it's jingle cats meowy christmas is the name of the album and it's, holy shit <laughs> and it's yeah it's exactly what you expect it's just cats meowing uh christmas carols i like it so much that for years Every New Year's Eve at midnight, I would play their rendition of Old Lang Syne at the party. So. <laughs> oh my god! I just think there's something so oh absurd about like. The, the we count down we're like 10 5 4 3 2 1 meow, and then you meow, just hear like meow 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 meow, meow, meow. <laughs> so like, that's right on par with like straight no chasers 12 days of christmas <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure i i'm now bummed that i have to go second because i don't know if i can follow that i don't <laughs> i mean I definitely not i can go before you if you like because yeah, go ahead okay so this will go give ahead. you a little bit more time so when i think about about uh songs that like maybe i'm a little bit embarrassed to say that i just like really really love there's three that come to mind so the first one and this may be controversial to some people i used to work at a hotel and like the the songs that you hear in the lobby just during christmas time just like sometimes they're really soul crushing and the one that i love that came on all the time and it just really makes me feel good is deck the halls by Mannheim steamroller <laughs> because <laughs> it's like it's do 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 and it's just that the it's entire so time epic though it it's is really, such an epic song i was like oh this is really great so deck the halls manheim steamroller and then when i think about like because like i'm i like i've i've just um maybe in the last two three years accepted that i really enjoy like pop music and i'm starting to identify as a pop music listener and so the two that are super poppy and just kind of 
and like kind of bad and I'm a little embarrassed, but one is uh, my only wish from by Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> and it okay. goes, um, it's like, you know, Santa, can you hear me? I have been so good this year. And it's just like, I don't really, I, I hate that. I love this song, but I do. Um, <laughs> And then along those lines, um, Santa Baby by uh, Ariana Grande, which is not a not a cover of original Santa Baby. It's like, Santa, tell me if you really can't. Like, <laughs> where she just mumbles <laughs> the whole way through. There's a version of Santa Baby that I recently found and fell in love with that is, uh, again, not actually Santa Baby, but it is... Run DMC featuring Mace, Puff Daddy, Snoop Doggy Dog, Salt and Pepper, Onyx, and Keith Murray. And it's a rap song about wanting Santa to end poverty in the inner city. But then the chorus is just a sample of someone singing Santa Baby. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Did you say Onyx? Yeah, Onyx is on there. Oh yeah. my God. Keeping with the theme of the show, I'm going to do more than one. But you know what? Screw it. Dominic the Donkey. Oh, God. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates that song, but I love it. Jingity ching, he It's Dominic the Donkey, dude. That song is fire. I don't right? know this song, and I'm going to look it up right now. So there's another one. Um, I guess it's more regional than anything. Called Crabs for Christmas. It's it's literally about a guy from Maryland who wants crabs for Christmas. And if you know anything about crabs, it's not the season to get crabs. So he's he's like asking Santa for crabs. Like seriously, look that song up as well. Crabs for Christmas. It's it is a classic if you grew up around around here. I guess if we're talking album wise, kind of playing off of um Joe's pick with pop music. And I don't I guess you wouldn't consider it bad. I mean it was huge when it came out like a couple years ago, but Sia's Christmas album, Every Day is Christmas. So good. But like Candy Cane Lane, Santa's coming for us. And it's coming for us. So the, I'm not going to go into depth because I'm not like passionate about this song at all. But I don't get the hate that Wonderful Christmas Time gets by Paul McCartney every year. Like oh, people just that's right up there with Wham. It's a, yeah. uh, Last Christmas. It's a great '80s jam. Yeah, like people are like, "Oh, this is the worst Christmas song of all time," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know about that." Yeah. Joe, clearly we had a blast. Clearly you're coming back next month. Clearly you're all watching Last Christmas. <laughs> I've Your got it on done. DVD and Blu-ray because, of course, I do. So, uh, so I am. Is it a, is it a DVD and Blu-ray pack, or did you separately buy the DVD uh, and Blu-ray? I, I bought the pack in case okay. I was going Just to someone's it. house and they Just didn't have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> they were covered. <laughs> Just check it, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was a great conversation, a great topic. Uh, and it spawned, what, like seven or eight other episodes that we're going to talk yeah, about? Yeah, for sure. So- Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, thanks <laughs> for having me. I cannot wait to be back and talking about other things. I really love that you guys are doing this show. I think this is exactly what we need right now. So, oh. yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And Dylan, thanks, as always, for joining us on this magical adventure of just loving Christmas all year round. It's so much fun. Week after week, I never thought I could love this holiday any more than I already do. (laughs) But spawning these amazing conversations, hearing from these amazing people, just what the holiday means to them, not just our topics, but we usually steer like a little bit away from our topic and we just get into what the holiday means to our guests and to us and I think Joe's right. This is exactly what people need this time of year. Yeah, let's just keep the keep the good vibes rolling and we'll be back next week. Oh, whoa.
listening to the Geekscape Network. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hello everyone, we're superhero stuff you should know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.